0: My name is Dr. Kimberly Wiley. I teach Nonprofit Human Resource Management for the Department of Family Youth and Community Sciences at the University of Florida. I offer lessons from our course readings to support knowledge building and skill mastery in Nonprofit Human Resource Management. In this episode, we'll talk about what volunteering is. What is voluntary action? What might it look like in a nonprofit setting? Let's get started. When I did domestic violence advocacy work in nonprofit organizations, we received a lot of calls from folks wanting to give their time. They wanted to stop by, they wanted to help out. And so we had a volunteer coordinator that would respond to these calls. Sometimes folks would want to stop in for a short while, other times they would want to volunteer on an ongoing basis. They had various levels of Skill, knowledge, experience, expertise, and it was up to the volunteer coordinator to match them up with the right job. So, if someone wanted to come in and volunteer for a very long time, just ongoing basis, come in every week for a few hours, and we would want to match them with a job that aligned with their skills and their knowledge and their interests to make sure that they would keep coming back and that they would be committed to the job. Other folks just need to get in a few hours for a school project or court-ordered community service, and so we would match them up with a short-term task. And that's the role of the volunteers, finding out what the volunteer needs and aligning it with what the nonprofit manager needs. Let's talk more about what these different types of volunteering are and what exactly is voluntary action. According to the United Nations definition of volunteering, Volunteering acts or voluntary acts are not to be taken primarily for financial reward. Though reimbursement of expenses and some token payment may be allowed, the individual is not paid for their job. Second, volunteers should be take or action should be taken voluntarily, according to the individual's free will. They're not being forced to be there. They want to give their time. Third, the voluntary act or the voluntary action should benefit someone else other than the volunteer or their family, or it should benefit society at large. Although we recognize that volunteering can bring benefit to the individual, the individual volunteer, it should benefit someone else. So volunteering to help your family move, um, or if your uncle purchases something and you use your, your truck to go pick it up for him, That's volunteering to help them, but that's not the type of volunteering that we're talking about here. We're talking about taking these acts, performing these acts for someone else outside of your family in a formal, organized way. Now, there is a type of volunteering that doesn't fit within this definition, and that's our mandated volunteering. Think about service projects for school, um, court-ordered community service. Those things are not, those acts are not taken on the individual's free will. They have to do it. However, we include those acts today in this class when we talk about volunteering because volunteer coordinators work with these folks and wrap them into larger volunteer programs. So we want to include them in this discussion today. So how do people volunteer in the U.S.? When do they volunteer? Well, we know U.S. residents donate money very often to charity. We know that 50% donate at least $25 or more per year. When it comes to volunteering, 25% of U.S. residents volunteer their time. The total number of hours of service performed by U.S. residents add up to 7.9 billion hours of service. That's a lot of service. If you were to calculate what that is, what the, the monetary value would be, it'd be $184 billion in service. So if we take the value of that hour donated to the organization and put a monetary amount on it and add it up, that's the amount of money that US residents are donating, or the amount of the value of the hours donated by US residents in a year's time. So how does this compare to across Florida? Well, Floridians donate at a rate of about 43%. So that means 43% of Floridians give at least $25 to charity. 20% donate their time through volunteering. Remember, the U.S. rate was 25%. So volunteering in Florida happens at a little bit of a lower rate. And... Fifty-seven percent of Floridians, compared to sixty-two percent of U.S. residents, uh, report volunteering informally. So they may not log their time at a nonprofit like an animal shelter uh, or an after-school program, but they do volunteer volunteer informally to help out here and there. So that rate's much higher. When we look at who volunteers in Florida. About a third of our volunteers are 55 and older. These are our folks who are at retirement age or almost at retirement age, and they're giving their time. And this is a very valuable subset of volunteers in the United States and in Florida because these are folks who have a career behind them with experience on the job. They may have a skill set that they've formed over, throughout their career. About 24, 25% of our volunteers are high school and college age. That's a smaller proportion of volunteers in Florida. Our largest percentage of volunteers are folks who are kind of at a parenting age, folks that are about 35 to 54. These are folks um, that total up to 29% of our volunteers. Maybe they're volunteering for sports leagues for their kids. Um, Maybe they're on the PTA, Um, maybe single folks donating their time, but that's our largest batch of volunteers. Most volunteers, um, if you look at the total picture of volunteers in Florida, most of them volunteer for religious organizations, be about 35%. Another quarter volunteer in educational settings. Only about 15% volunteer at social service organizations. That's the types of things that you learn to do in an FYCS program. The near the and Feeney read about different types of volunteering, ways people can volunteer uh, based on their commitment. Let's talk more about those so we can learn how to align the best job for the volunteer and the best volunteer for the job. There's a number of opportunities, ways we can structure the volunteering for the individual and for our organization. The first type is episodic. This type is a one-time, one-episode of volunteering. One episode of service. Often, this is connected with a specific cause or a relationship. This might be an annual 5K to address, uh, raise money for breast cancer. Um, it's often connected to a holiday, maybe volunteering at the soup kitchen to um, serve a Thanksgiving dinner. And this can be a preferred way for some volunteers. They may want to give once a year, you know, a long shift. And that, that's all they can do. They can't commit on an ongoing basis. So they stop by and volunteer once a year or The season. The best volunteers for these jobs are often community service workers or or service learning um, volunteers, and those that are short on time. They can just pop in, do this one event, and move on. Um, This is kind of a struggle for organizations who get an influx of volunteers over, say, the holidays, but they're not getting volunteers other times of the year when they really need the help. So it's important for you as a volunteer to consider when is the best time to volunteer for this organization. If everybody's calling on Thanksgiving or Christmas in line to volunteer, they may spend more time managing volunteers than actually providing the program. So maybe you could, um, as a volunteer, go a different time of year. And as a volunteer coordinator, work to let volunteers know that you need help in other times of the year and arrange events or opportunities to volunteer then. Next type of volunteer is our mandated volunteer. These are our folks who are court mandated um, or they're students looking for service hours. The best, vo- the best job for these kinds of volunteers are short term tasks and often tasks, tasks that are peripheral to your cause. So maybe not the task where the volunteers are going and working directly with your service recipients and your clients, but maybe they're helping clean up the ground or sorting cans if you're a um, food donation site, but they're not directly working with the people that you serve. Um, because often in these types of spaces, you want to build relationships between the volunteers and the clients. And court ordered, for ordered volunteers and the students looking for service hours are there for a short term basis. And so building relationships with the clients isn't necessarily something that would benefit the clients. Next type is a group volunteering. This is where groups or teams come in to do a large project. This requires a lot of planning. If a team wants to come in and paint your building, you've got to assemble all of the supplies, uh, make sure that you have everything that you need there, that all of the safety concerns are addressed. Um, And one of the great things about this is it really um, includes a team building component. This is great for sororities or fraternities, or maybe corporate um, teams will come in, they like working together, they work well together, and they come in and get the job done. Um, and it's also great for photo and press opportunities. The best volunteers for these jobs are these teams, whether they're church groups, sports teams, fraternities, sororities, corporate workspaces. Some companies will allow their, organ, their staff to give back a certain number of hours each month. Um, Florida Blue allows their employees to give eight hours a month. They may assemble these employees into a team and send them out to volunteer. Another type of volunteering is virtual volunteering. So you can have people volunteer that may not live in your geographic area. They complete their assignments completely virtually. This can be micro volunteering where it's just a really quick volunteer episode. It could be a longer shift. Um, or it could be a regular volunteer. These are things like maybe doing graphic design. Maybe it's handling a hotline that they answer at their, um, in their home. This might be building an Excel spreadsheet or cleaning data. These things that they don't have to be on site to do. The best volunteers for these jobs are folks who are tech savvy, folks who are digital natives. Um, volunteers with limited mobility would benefit as well, if they can't physically get to the space, you can have them give um, from the comfort of their own home. Another type of volunteering is a tourists. The term voluntourism that will probably pop up if you Google it, these exotic location, locations where folks go overseas to volunteer their time. Mission work fits into this category. This often involves a cultural immersion program Maybe with host families, there's often a fee for participation, and this can be great for the volunteer, but if not done right, it cannot be so great for the recipient organization. So, when a team is going overseas or out of the area to volunteer, you want to make sure that the community that's receiving those individuals actually needs the help. The best volunteers for this job would be retirees who have the time to give, the wealthy volunteers who have the money to fly overseas, undergraduate volunteers who have the time to go overseas over the summer, or over spring break or the holiday break. And you want to make sure that these volunteers support your mission. If you're sending them out of the area to represent you, it's important that they represent your mission well. The last type of volunteer is our regular volunteer. These are the folks that show up, they're committed, they show up every week or every month, and they give on an ongoing basis. These volunteers have a specific role in the organization, a very clear job description, Or a particular department where they're housed in the organization. They're often very committed to the cause and might develop long term relationships with the staff and clients. The best job for these volunteers is mission oriented work, long term or ongoing projects, and independent tasks. So, the types of volunteers that we have listed here we have episodic or the one time volunteers, our mandated volunteers, our group volunteers. Our virtual volunteers, our voluntourists, and our regular volunteers. In this episode, we defined voluntary action and the types of volunteering. In the next few modules, we will learn more about volunteer management from an HR perspective. Enjoy volunteer work, but you can't really afford to do volunteering full-time because you need a job. Want, there's a number of careers in volunteer management you know, that you could try out. There's the typical volunteer manager or volunteer coordinator that works with a nonprofit organization that recruits and manages and supervises volunteers. Um, but there's other opportunities as well: volunteers with the local government, maybe for volunteers at the local parks. There are AmeriCorps volunteer recruiters, and your job is to recruit people to volunteer for AmeriCorps, so you travel around and you produce recruitment tools. There's also corporate volunteer managers. So I mentioned earlier that Florida Blue allows their employees to go volunteer on their work time, they have a position in the organization or the company that manages that volunteer project, and a number of large corporations have these types of positions. Other positions that you may not have thought thought about would be be a voluntary action researcher, scholar, professor. I study volunteering in my job as a professor. um, And it's a lot of fun to learn about how and why people volunteer and how organizations come from volunteers. You could be a director of a volunteer, volunteer resource center. So that's the resource center that provides tools to volunteer managers on how to run their programs. Another position would be an after-hours crisis response team coordinator for rape crisis or domestic violence center. So you're on call at night, um, and you go find volunteers to go respond to cases as needed. Maybe a senior center activities coordinator appeals to you. So you find seniors that want to volunteer and find, match them up with volunteer opportunities. And our IFIS extension agents work with volunteers as well. There are a number of ways that you can work with volunteers outside of your typical volunteer coordinator or volunteer manager role.